It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked On. Locked Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, did you enjoy your weekend? I did. It was a nice little weekend. We've uh, we were doing a super secret little uh, project for Lockdown, which uh, which will come out mm. pretty soon. Should be a, that's a nice little tease for you guys to look out for. Uh, uh, yeah, but it was a nice little weekend, and uh, we're we're back at it and talking about uh, some some Cowboys uh, interest and still still sorting through free agency as uh, we m- march slowly but surely, and we're we're under a month uh, to <laughs> yeah. uh, to the NFL draft. Yeah, we've got pro days going on as we speak. The the Cowboys are actually at the Miami Pro Day. They brought their defensive line coach down to mm-hmm. work out, Gregory Rousseau and Jalen Phillips and Quincy Roche. Uh, so maybe we'll have to talk about some, those Miami guys at some point in time. But we're going to start with free agency, Landon. Uh, and it was reported over the weekend that the Cowboys had some interest in defensive tackle Jerron Reed. He ultimately signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. And it was also reported that the Cowboys have some interest in K.J. Wright, the former Pro Bowl linebacker for the Seattle Seahawks. I believe it was Mike Fisher uh, that, that tweeted that K.J. Wright would love to come play for the Cowboys and it is his dream destination. Sounds like there may be some mutual interest here. What are your thoughts on Wright potentially joining the Dallas Cowboys? Well, it's an interesting fit, right? I mean, it just it feels like, uh, you know, there's there's a little bit of a linebacker need, I guess, at the, with the Cowboys still. I mean, even after signing Neal and, and, and suggesting that he's going to play linebacker. Uh, it's just a little bit odd because it felt like K.J. Wright is kind of a a more veteran version of what you already have a little bit, you know? Uh, and I think that that's where I, I'm a little bit uncertain sure. exactly or it, it, i would like to know a little bit more about where the fit is here because it feels like you know kj Wright's a guy who could probably come in and give you some good snaps at sam i mean he's he he can play all three spots and i definitely you know don't mind him out there in like coverage situations or like he's not like a needing to be covered up guy it's just no, feel, no not at all no, it, no. it feels like it's a uh, it's a situation where he has kind of a similar skill set Except maybe with some a little bit better coverage ability than, than the other two guys you have, so I, I just wonder how uh, you know all three of these guys are going to play. I mean, obviously you can play three linebackers at once, but when you mix in Neil here, uh, what is the deployment here, and how exactly are they going to all get rolled out? Yeah, so first and foremost, it sounds like KJ Wright wants a two-year deal, and that might be a little bit of a hangup here for the Cowboys. It seems like in free agency so far. Dallas has been really hesitant to give out two-year deals. And I think it comes back from what they saw last year, right? So many of these free agent signings didn't work. Get them on one-year deals so you can cut them, and it's not a big deal. Um, 
I feel like if the Cowboys sign KJ Wright, they are bringing him in to be a three-down linebacker, right? Like he's not going to be just a Sam linebacker or a part-time player, and that makes things really intriguing. Do they yeah. play him as a middle linebacker, which is something that he really hasn't done a ton of? Do you play him as a weak side linebacker? I don't know if that makes sense with Keon and Neal. Uh, I'm for it, Landon, because I think it's an upgrade over what they have. It would just be very curious to see who gets squeezed out of that rotation. Yeah, and I guess that's where I'm getting to is that it feels like K.J. Wright is an upgrade, and it feels like if you're bringing him in, uh, you're bringing him in to play him. Uh, so where where does he like who's who's uh, snaps is he taking from you know so uh, I, I'm I'm for the move because I think it's an upgrade I think you can't have uh, uh, enough good linebacker play uh, and I don't sure. know that it's going to be very expensive I mean I think that's the, the obviously the sticking point you mentioned was the 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 length of the deal and the Cowboys wanted a shorter deal and, and he wants a little bit more stability uh, you know I think if they end up signing him to a two year deal. It, it, it kind of even further puts a little bit more pressure on on you know where exactly is his role in, in with the rest of the linebacker room because it's not just a, a, a short-term rental I mean even a two-year deal is still still a short-term rental but yeah, I, okay. I, I but but if you talk about the fact that you don't have uh, Leighton Van Der Esch on uh, his fifth year option you you're really not sure exactly you know what Jalen Smith's situation is beyond this year. Clearly, he's on the team for this year, uh, mm-hmm. but 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 obviously they are setting themselves up so that if they wanted to get rid of his contract in twenty twenty two, they could. So I just think it, it, it. I like the idea of adding the talent. I think it does muddy the picture for us a little bit as to how exactly these linebackers get rolled out. I also think part of the thing here is that Dan Quinn wants some guys that can help him bring his scheme in, right? Sure. We've already seen that with the safeties and Keanu Neal and DeMonte Casey. Uh, it would help if you have another one of those linebackers that can help get everybody set in the front seven, right? Or the front six, really, in today's NFL, right? Yeah. Uh, you try to get everybody going. And so for that reason alone, I think it makes a lot of sense. Sure. Uh, I also still think KJ Wright's pretty good. Like, I yeah. think he's... If you stack up all the linebackers on this team, he's the best. He he would be the number one pick out of all those guys, and that's why I am so interested in this. Uh, Landon, what would be the ideal layout or the way to use these linebackers if KJ Wright were to join the team? Would it be right in the middle and Neil, you know, as a weak side linebacker in passing situations? Is it Van Der Esch and, and right? How how does it work out? Well, I mean, I think the usage that really makes you interested with 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 this group of linebackers is that now you can have a nickel linebacker core if you if you wanted to, of KJ Wright and and, and uh, Keanu Neal, uh, and I think that that's pretty fascinating because I think KJ Wright still can really hold up in coverage. He still uh, has the chops there. Maybe sure. even, like I said, maybe sure. even better obviously than Jalen and Leighton Vander Esch, uh, who have been you know. Uh, okay at times but also extremely inconsistent uh so so maybe that's part of how they kind of line it up is maybe Wright comes in a little bit more on on passing downs and you save him for that and maybe you're 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 relegating him to sam linebacker snaps uh on on early downs because i mean i think that's probably of the three uh spot linebacker spots that he's played in base that's probably the one where i feel like he excels the most at sure um and then you you know and then you you still are playing i mean look 
I, I think they're going to have to go go into camp. If they sign him, they're going to go into camp trying to figure all this out because uh, you know you got to figure out whether you want Neil playing Will linebacker, you know, in a in a base package, uh, and if not, who's your Will linebacker? Is it is it Jalen? Is it is it LVE? Is it is it right? It's it's all wide open, and that's the thing. Is it like that's I guess what I was getting at is that you have two guys who kind of have similar skill sets that frankly uh overlap each other to a large degree you don't necessarily need both of those guys with that skill set you you add a guy in kj Wright who can do a little bit of everything and certainly will add to your nickel package but he also again on early downs kind of is a similar player than the other two guys so i think when you talk about the base package stuff that's where either we're gonna have to see a rotation or they're gonna have to sort it out in, in training camp because uh, it's it does seem like there is a lot of crossover in uh, what their early down uh, usefulness will be, uh, you know, specifically against the run. You know, I think that's that's where it, things are going to be interesting. When you talk about yeah. nickel packages, passing packages, I could easily see a KJ Wright Neil package being you know what you what you deploy out there just because those are two very good pass defenders, and, and I think putting them out there suddenly upgrades the second level of your defense in nickel sure, situations sure. quite a bit. And it might depend on the team, right? If you want some bigger sure. linebackers out there to take on some blocks or something like that, maybe you do play more Jalen or Leighton Van Dresch. What I would love the most about Atlanta is it creates competition. This yeah. team has needed competition on defense for a long time. And frankly, I think that's been part of the problem with the Cowboys defense over the last couple of years is too many players, and I'm not going to mention which ones, but weren't really afraid of losing their jobs, right? They know they can go out there. Sometimes they can play with half-hearted effort, and they're still going to play 95 to 99% of the snaps. I like the competition that the Cowboys could potentially bring at linebacker. I think that's good for everybody, uh, and it's certainly good for Cowboys fans. Just want to take a quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, Let's talk about the rest of free agency because we are getting down to the point where most of these players are taking one-year deals and most of them aren't very expensive. We saw Xavier Woods uh, cite a one-year deal worth just, I think it's just over $2 million. Yeah. Uh, Still some good players out there, but what positions, which players should the Cowboys be looking to add over the next couple weeks? Well, I mean, just looking at what they've added so far and, and, and kind of projecting what we think is going to happen in the draft at this point, 
uh, I have to think the defensive tackle has got to be on that list. I mean, clearly they were mm-hmm. kicking tires on Jerron Reed, um, which, uh, you know, just my personal note, I'm glad they didn't pick up pick him up because of some history there. Uh, but I think that that clearly shows that there's a uh, uh, an obvious need there for talent at the defensive tackle position. And, and, and if they can find a guy that they could bring in who could kind of take that – top of the rotation role uh you know for a relatively cheap contract or or a swap of picks or something like that i i feel like the cowboys would take advantage of that so i I think that's you know one of the spots where the cowboys haven't done uh a ton of of up top movement right of of another a you know, shopping for the the higher end folks. There are some guys I think that are still out there available, whether it's free agency or through trade. Um, so I think the Cowboys will still continue to explore these options, and maybe those options uh, will be continue to be explored after the draft. But I think if you look at where we are with where the Cowboys have already upgraded, where the Cowboys are targeting players in the draft. Uh, I think that if you're looking to make a splash that's actually going to move the needle a little bit at, at specifically defensive interior, you gotta, you're going to have to do it outside of the draft, I think. You're going to have to do it either through free agency or, uh, or through a trade. I would agree. I think that's maybe the biggest hole right now. I actually wrote down some other ones, and we can get into a couple of these really quickly. Quarterback two, I still, yep. I mean, we saw Mike McCarthy at press conference talking about uh, how they've had some conversations with other people. I listen. I'm gonna call my shot now. I think it's gonna be Alex Smith. I, I think mm-hmm. that's who's gonna be the backup, and I think Garrett Gilbert is gonna be on the roster as well. If they ever need, you know, I, I, and I think I think Alex Smith is actually gonna be more like of a mentor rather sure. than the, the backup quarterback. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, absolutely. Something were to happen to Dak, I don't think Alex Smith is gonna be the guy that's gonna be playing a ton. I actually think it'd be Garrett Gilbert. But Smith is the guy that, you know, the veteran in the room. So I think that's something that's likely. Uh, tight end three, maybe, because they lost sure. Blake Bell. Sean McEwen is, you know, an undrafted free agent. Maybe he's fine, but he's out- certainly replaceable. For right, sure. right. Yeah. What about center two? Because we all believe that Tyler Biotish is going to be the starting center. Who is the backup? Joe Looney is a free agent. We haven't heard any really anything about Joe Looney. Are the Cowboys going to bring him back? I'm curious to see what they do there. And then cornerback. I, I still think they need another sure. veteran outside corner uh, that could be a placeholder until maybe they draft Patrick Sertan at number 10. But those are the four positions I'm looking at. Anything else that we can throw in there to, to potentially maybe help build this Cowboys roster? No, I think all of those are, are, are spots where they obviously plan on adding talent. The question is, you know, what's the best methodology? I think for most of those spots, they will likely go into the draft, uh, you know, either either just nibbling around the edges a little bit more or, or waiting until the draft actually plays out to see if they need to kind of fill those holes on the on the other side so tackle defensive tackle to me was the one that felt like i don't know that they're going to be able to or they're going to you know want to kind of continue to fill what needs they have there in the draft just because they may not be able to acquire those players in the draft so uh but i i agree i think all those spots you mentioned are all uh, uh 
you know, spots where they're going to need to get names filled. Uh, I think Alex Smith is an exceptional name for a quarterback, and I like the idea that you mentioned. You know, maybe you have Smith step in and, and play if you know there's an in-game injury to Dak or something, and then if there's a multiple game injury, you start getting uh, Gilbert ready for you know long term, right. right. uh, and, and you still have Alex Smith there just to be uh, like you said a very smart voice in the room, a, a, just a mentor voice. More the be- the more of those voices you have in the room, you know, the better. Um, it, and I think of the rest really of the is, only other is that he's really the only other guy out there that I think yeah. I really would be a good backup because everybody else is more ex- inexperienced or I mean, there's just there's really not a lot of guys out there is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. As far as guys that are like, you know, backup quarterback, you know, ready, that's that it's it's not people people just assume that you know all quarterbacks are the same if you're a starting quarter a backup quarter backup quarterback is kind of a, its own thing i mean you have to be able to operate uh suddenly in a very important position with very few reps uh, on a moment's notice so uh it does take a certain amount of veteran experience i think that's why you don't necessarily see rookie quarterbacks as the backup because it's a difficult spot to be thrown into in the middle of a game without a week of preparation so uh yeah i agree i think alex smith is a guy that obviously has a ton of experience in the league uh is not afraid so this throwing him into the middle of a game uh, where Dak may be unable to perform you know just for like the rest of the quarter or something less of the half that's not something right. that's going to phase right. Alex, Alex Smith. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. And now it is time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is coconut versus birthday cake. Go to BuiltBar.com or go to at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. All right, let's go ahead and do some mock draft Monday, Landon. It's my favorite time of the week. And I actually have a, a little bit of a surprise for you because... Because oh, uh, we're going to review my mock draft. Oh, no. Uh, that I post, yeah, yeah the, that I posted at the game day uh, just a couple a couple days ago. Okay. Um, it, it's I think it's pretty typical for the Dallas Cowboys. At, I'm going to give you the entire three-round mock, and then I want your comments on it All besides right. how much you hate it. Okay. Uh, Patrick Sertan at number 10. I think that was pretty easy. I did kind of go back and forth between J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertan. Uh, at, in the second round, I had the Cowboys selecting your guy, Richie Grant, the Uh-oh. safety from UCF. Uh, the next pick was Tommy Tagai, the mm. defensive tackle from Ohio State. And in the third round, the compensatory pick the Cowboys had, I had them adding another defensive tackle, uh, Odigi Zua, the oh interior gosh. guy from UCLA, uh, kind of undersized for that position, but can, su- can get after the passer. 
Uh, what do you think about that three round box for the Cowboys? Well, I'm I'm rather upset that you didn't tag me in this uh, mock draft because <laughs> you picked so many of my guys. Uh, uh, I love it. Obviously, I mean, obviously, Sertan is a guy that we've been talking about for a long time. He's been written in pencil uh, with uh, with maybe a little bit of ink in, in that uh, tenth <laughs> pick for a while. Sure. Um, uh, I, you know, Richie Grant is like you just said, described as my guy. I'm a huge fan. Mm-hmm. I think he's maybe the best true free safety in this class. Uh, you know, I think uh, you know him and Moreg are, are very closely talented. I think Moreg can do a couple more things, but I, I think as far as high floor. Uh, free safety you can come in and start right away for you uh, Richie Grant is certainly my pick uh, Tagai I always can never the Ohio State defense Tommy tackle. Tagai yep. I like him a lot uh, I think he's, so you know, I. he's a typical nose tackle but I think he can actually provide you a little bit of pass rush or a little bit of pocket push which is a kind mm-hmm. of a rare thing for some of these nose tackles he's one of the few guys who really really has the ability to kind of do that uh, and give you a little bit in the pass and the run game uh, and then obviously uh, Oda Osa Odigizua, uh, yeah, there you go. Is uh, is uh, a guy who I think is a, an incredible. He could be a swing interior guy. He's so strong. I mean, he's 280 pounds, but he's six one, so he's squatty and he's got incredible leverage. He's got great flexibility, which allows long, him to long use those leverage. Long, long arms. Very, very strong. Incredibly strong for for how squatty and I mean, I guess that doesn't. <laughs> I guess that doesn't make you not strong, but he is. Very very strong squatty has powerful powerful hands and with those long arms can really move people uh and and you know I, he, he can play the, the three technique i think he could easily develop into a starting three technique uh because he has the already has the requisite strength uh in his hands and and, and at 280 pounds he's got some burst uh i think you 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 develop him a little bit and suddenly you'll have a very uh surprisingly talented swing interior guy in uh, osa odigizua so we don't have to talk much about Patrick Sertan because we've talked about him all the time on this show, but that's a day sure. one starter that you plug into your secondary. Richie Grant, I'm not sure is a day one starter with Casey on the roster, but that's okay because I think there's certain packages you can get him on the field, yeah. and he projects as the future free safety. And frankly, I, I would love that if I don't have to rely on him to start yeah, and absolutely. he can work his way in. I think that's just better for everybody involved. Uh, Tommy Tagai is somebody that I know the Cowboys really, really like. A third round guy that has he's your typical run stopper he's not super athletic or explosive but plays really hard uh he does have some power in his pass rush game i mean he can really really drive back guards and centers i think he's somebody that right away you could play 15 snaps a game and Absolutely. with the hope being that in 2022 maybe you don't re-sign brent urban and you let the guy take that role and now you have a run stopper who is under contract and under control for the next three years i think that makes a lot of sense and odigizua is just a guy that can rush the passer he, you just put him on the field he'll find a way to be productive at that stage in the third round he was just too good of a value to pass up i could also see the cowboys going in a number of directions at that comp pick wouldn't even be surprising if it's a tight end whether it's another receiver whether it's another corner i mean the cowboys could go in so many different ways in this case he was just the best player available on the board we know the team has a little bit of interest uh, i liked it so overall not terrible in you would take it oh give me a break i love this i love that draft i would, I would totally take it and, and dance all the way home 
home. I, I think you, you get you shore up the interior defensive line in two different spots. Uh, you shore up your defensive backfield in two different spots, uh, and that's really you know where the the two main problem childs of your defense are. And if you're able to add, inject talent like that uh, with two different guys who both could develop into, you know, if not starters, then definitely very valuable rotational pieces. That's a home run draft right there. Good job, Marcus. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. So, yeah, we think the Cowboys need to just improve their overall talent and depth. If you're getting four guys that you feel really good about in the top 100, it's awfully it's awfully hard to, to pick holes in that. And listen, I, I actually told this to you yesterday in a DM. If you pick Patrick Sertan at number 10, it's really hard to mess this thing up. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you, if you already get your corner, you really don't have any other pressing holes. So you can just sit at you know, 44, 75, 99 and just pick the best defensive player available. And I think it's going to work out. I agree. So, it's, uh, the Cowboys have set themselves up in a good spot. And from here on out, they can, as long as they kind of get their cornerback situation settled, uh, then, then they can draft pretty freely, which is, which is a good spot to be in. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download, subscribe uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnCowboys. You can follow Lane at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.